welcome to the Othello Foursquare podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit othellofoursquare.org. I don't have, I'm not lack of words, if you know me, you know I'm not lack of words. So, um, she was on speaker and Eugene, uh, He's just like, whew, I thought you were going to ask me. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, deal, you're next. And he goes, you got to give me your notice. He goes, you're on notice. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to document the time. And Eugene, a year from now, you better be ready, babe. Anyhow, so um, let's pray. Uh, I'm excited. I am, um, when I asked the Lord, you know, what, what do you want to say, I he had already been dealing with me on this, and the title of the sermon is "Who Am I?" And that can go in so many different ways. That can go, "Who am I? Who are you? Who is God?" So, um, let's pray. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually read a prayer out of the Word of God, and I'm gonna pray the Word of God over us today um, out of Ephesians. So, Father, we pray that you would unveil us within us the unlimited riches of your glory and favor until supernatural strength floods over our innermost being with your divine might and explosive power. Woo. Oh, Jesus, help me to get through this. Then by constantly using our faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of us and the resting place of Christ's love will become the very source and root of our lives. Then we will be empowered to discover what every holy person experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply and intimate and far-reaching is your love, Father. How enduring and inclusive it is. Unless love beyond, endless love beyond measure that transcends our understanding, this extravagant love poured, out, poured into us until we are filled with overflowing, with your fullness, Father. Father, that we would never doubt your mighty power that is in work in us and accomplishing all that we have prayed. Father, achieving infinitely more than our greatest requests or our unbelievable dreams and exceeding wild, our wild imaginations, outdo them all for your miraculous power is constantly energizing us. We now offer up to you, Father God, all the glorious praise that rises from everyone in the church in every generation through Jesus Christ and all that will yet be manifested through time and eternity. Amen and amen. And if you don't know where that is, that's in Ephesians. This was the, this was the Passion Translation. And man, every time I read it, it just shakes me because it's so powerful what God is saying in his word. So who am I? I would like to start by recommending, if you would, Richie, put it up on the screen. I, God took me 
in 2009 to this video, and it's called God of Wonders. It's a documentary of 2009, and you can find it on YouTube. And if you'll write that down, and if sometime this week you will make a point of watching it, your mind will be exploded. It is an hour and 24 minutes long, and it describes the wondrous works of our God creator. And um, it talks about what an awesome and magnificent and extravagant creator he is and his majestic work that he has done. How he is eternal and marvelous and miraculous. How he's glorious and divine in might and his explosive power is displayed among the universe. And how his infinite wisdom and great magnitude of his astonishing love for us and towards us. I would like to share some of what was on the video just so you can get an idea of who God is. And I'm going to have to read it so you guys get the exact information because when you go see it, I don't want you to say, well, she didn't say that. You know, she said it different. So I'm going to read it to you and it says this. They talked about the storms. They talked about the lightnings. Did you know that at any given minute, hundreds of storms are occurring around the world that amounts to about 16 million storms a year? Did you know that? That to me is like, wow, God. It just blows my mind. Or did you know that lightning bolts reach the earth over five miles long in length? And it contains over one million electrical bolts, which soars to temperatures of 50,000 degrees in a split second. A split second. Not in a minute, not in an hour, in a split second. You're toast. You're, you're, I mean, if it hits you, you're done. You're evaporated. They go looking for your ashes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what it does in a split second. And that it's hotter than the surface of the sun in that split second. I, I was like, I'm watching this and I'm going, okay. I, I actually had to watch this video half an hour at a time because <laughs> it was so powerful. How about that on an average, lightning strikes the earth a hundred times a second. Several billions, billion of bolts reach the earth every single day. Everywhere around the earth, there's lightning bolts. Everywhere, every second, hundreds of times. That's like mind-blowing to think that that's actually happening around the world. We don't see it. So it doesn't really touch us. It really doesn't, you know, we're like, what? Really? This tremendous power is manifested, is the manifestation that there is a creator and that there is a God. Here's a few more things to make us think. Did you know that the closest star in our galaxy is the sun? And it's 90 three million miles away 
It blows your mind. It's the very source that lights up the earth. And it's 93 billion miles away. It gives off more energy in one second than man has produced since Adam and Eve. When I heard that, I went, oh my gosh. Adam and Eve, well, you know, it's been said that it's, they were 10,000 years ago. You know, it's been said. You know, so you just, it's okay, God's calling. It's been, it's been said, you know. Some have said 10,000 years ago. Some have said more. Some have said less. But can you imagine, just in our century, just since we've been born, how much energy, we, innovation, how much energy this world has created, and yet, in one second, it produces more energy than we've created since Adam and Eve. That is powerful. To describe the magnitude of our own star, the sun, over one million over one million Earths will fit inside of it. That's the magnitude of our sun. One million Earths. Stop and think. We can't even, we can't even um, compare it. We can't compare Earth. If you wanted a comparison, they said on the video, if you want a comparison, compare it to a pin, a needle. Uh, the, the point of a pen, but it's not even comparable. Our earth is not even comparable to the sun. And the sun is considered an average star, just an average star. There are much larger stars in our galaxy that are so hundreds and hundreds of million miles away. And our sun... <laughs> It's just an average star. Now, I wanted to tell you this because now I want to tell you of one of God's smallest creations. And one of God's smallest creations, just I just picked one because I thought it was incredible, is a seed. How many times did Pastor Bob talk about the seed? The, the green beans. He even brought green beans. I had some the other day. They were so good. Um, and, and you look at the seed and its simplicity and how small it is, the smallest one, let's say the mustard seed, the smallest one, and its simplicity and how small it is. And yet, who told it when to grow? When you plant it, who tells it? When, once you plant it, it's out of our control. We cannot make it grow, 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 grow. We can water it, but we can't make it grow. Who tells it to grow? Who tells it when to grow? Who tells it how to grow? Who tells the roots to go down? Who tells the stem to go up? Who does that? And then who tells it to fade away? It could last there forever if it wanted to. Who does that? Do you see the wonders? Do you see the wonders of our loving God? Do you see the wonders of our creator, our holy, most high God? That by God's words, he created all that we see and all that we don't see and, all, and everything in creation proves 
that there's a God? In the video, I'm going to try to say these words. They're really big words. In the video, there's astrophysics biologist, atmospheric scientists, and many others that show that science proves there's a creator. Okay, now, that's all good. But the most important and most significant witness that there is a creator is the very word of God. The very holy scripture, the Bible that says there is a creator. There is a creator. And we find it in Genesis 1. And how many have read in the beginning, God has created. So I'm not going to read the whole chapter because we all know that in the beginning, God created. Right? But I do want to focus on Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Richie, if you would put that on for me. And it says, let us make God. God says, on the sixth day, actually, God says, let us create man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creepy thing on the earth. So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. He made us like him. He gave us dominion so that when we look at ourselves, when we look in the mirror, who do we see? Who are we? Who am I? Who am I? God tells us right there who we are. In Psalm 66, 1, 1 through 5, we see how, we're not going to go all those verses, we're just going to do 66.5, but we see how he tells us how to worship and praise our glorious God, and he tells us how awesome is his works. But in verse 5, he says, come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his doing towards sons of men, towards us, towards us. He has done it all for us. In Romans 1.20, he says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that we would be without excuse. All of creation is telling us there's a God. Everything we look at. You know, they, they also talked about the tree, and I'm like, I take the, you know, I love trees. I think they're beautiful. I love the shade. I love the leaves. I love the colors that they change in the spring and in the fall. I love that. But man, when they described the trees in that video, I was like, wow, I take trees for granted. They're speaking that God is God and God is the creator. They're speaking out to us by their, uh, their splendor, by, by their just being who they are. So creation proves that there is a God and there's no more, there's no one that can make an excuse on the day that we stand before him. 
In Jeremiah 32, 17, it says, O Lord, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arms. There is nothing too hard for you. Well, I just described the lightning, the storms, the sun. Dude, I'm sorry. I like to use that word. People. (laughs) If he created that and he created the universe, and this is just our galaxy, there's so much more out there. What tells us that he can't do it? He can't do it. He made the heavens and earth. Nothing's impossible for him. He can meet us right where we are, no matter what we're in, no matter what we're going through. He can be there right for us. In Psalms 90, verse 2, it says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even the everlasting to the everlasting, you are God. He shows us. He shows us that he's eternal. Before it all, he showed us that he's eternal. So I'm going to do a little bit more comparison. I want you to picture this in your mind. I told you that the earth was so small, so small that there really is no comparison, but if you had to compare it to a pin needle, do it. That the earth is so small So just picture with me, the earth is so small that we can't really compare it, but if we're in space and we look down to earth, can you see a human being? Can you see a person? You can't with a naked eye. You can't can't be in space, you can't even be on an airplane that's not even in space, you're just higher in thousands of miles up in the air. I mean, I've tried when when we've traveled. I've tried to see, can I see someone? When it's night, I can see a light. But when it's not night, I can barely see huge trucks or big buildings. You can barely see it. But humans, you can't see them walking. Not with the naked eye. So just imagine if the earth is so small, how small is humanity? But let's, let's look at it different. The question should be, how big is our God? How great is our God that he made us? <laughs> that he made us. How great is our God? In Psalms 8, 3 through 4, it says, When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, and the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what am I? What is man? Who am I that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. Who am I? Who are we? Ruth, who are you? Who are you? Nini, who are you? Cameron, who are you? Who are we? I needed to show you the science. I needed to show you that science has even proven. But we have to keep in mind that God also created science. 
God created science. But through his word, the word of God, his extravagant and tremendous magnitude of power and of his love, he, cre he is the creator of mankind. So in Psalms 139, 1 through 14, we're, it talks about that the Lord knows us. He knows everything about, uh, about us. He knows our thoughts. He knows our words. We can't go anywhere or do anything that he does not know. We cannot hide from him because he is there. Yesterday when I was typing this up, I was like typing it up and you can't hide because he is there. And it was just like, whoosh. Stop and think. Think, where can you go? Where can you go on this earth, Leo? Where can you go, Leo? That God isn't there. <laughs> just like Jesus. It was like, wow, God. There's nowhere. We can't hide ourselves. It just doesn't exist. If there's something that does not exist, is being able to hide yourself from God. He knows you. In verse 13 of Psalms 139, it says, For you formed me in my inner parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully and marvelous are wonderfully made and marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. Who are we? We are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows everything about us. Our soul knows God's work. I encourage you to read the rest of this, this chapter of Psalms 139. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. You, you read it and it just, wow, what, what he talks about. It's just the creation and us and how much he loves us. In Ephesians 1, we see, 1, 4 through 5, we see, just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world. That is the NIV, the New King James Version. The Passion Translation says, just as you brought us into yourself. Is powerful. I remember um, David's parents are going to appreciate this. I remember reading this last year, um, not last year, actually, in a, a little bit before David and Kenzie were going to take off for the season. And, and I remember reading this, and I was pr in my prayer time, and that morning, I'm just meditating on that, that he chose us, and he brought us into himself, and I'm like, what does that look like? And God showed me David standing right here. Isn't that funny? God showed me David standing right here. And that he went over to Everly and picked her up and brought her into himself. Just like a father, David, and a daughter, and his love for his daughter. And he picked her up and brought her into I was laying in bed and I was meditating on that. And God showed me that. I went, oh my gosh, that's how much. He chose us. He, he loved us so much that he chose us and brought us into himself. <laughs> it's powerful. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. 
having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. People sit there and go, oh, well, we, we just, you know, I've heard it. <laughs> we, yeah, okay, you can try to be holier than thou. That's all right. He tells us to be holy and blameless. It's not our doing. It's what he did through us. It's what he did for us. That's how we get there. It's not by what we do. It's not by what we say. It's not by how we act. It's he did it. He provided it. Just the way he provided the universe and provided the world and provided this atmosphere that we live in, this town that we live in, the, all the trees, all the birds, all the, just the way he provided for us. In Second Peter, it says he has given us everything for life and godliness. So he, in him, we are to be holy and blameless before him in love. So the verse really pretty much explains itself. But I do want to say this for those that have never heard me talk about this before. He also says that having predestined us. So that means our destiny has already been set. Before the foundations of the earth, our destiny has already been set. It's already been placed. He already predestined us. We have our destiny already written. Okay. He predestined us to adoption. If you don't know what adoption means, let me explain it to you. 22 years ago, or no, less than that because she was already two and a half, but we adopted Nadia. The judge says, do you know what this means? And we're like, well, we're going to be her parents, you know? We thought we were real smart, <laughs> you know, we're going to be her parents. And he says, no. Adoption in our laws is that you cannot ever disown an adopted child. You can disown your natural child, but you can never disown an adopted child. I'm adopted. I don't know about you guys. I'm adopted. I am. I'm adopted. I was like, whoa. And ever since then, it's always impacted me when I see this. He predestined us to be adopted. He can never disown us. It was his law. He's the one that placed it into our human laws and our laws here on earth. He was the one that put it there. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Let's go on to Jeremiah 31.3. It says, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And before, therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Is that something or what? He has loved us with an everlasting love and with loving kindness. He draws us. And that's why when we know his love and we know what he's created and what he's done and what is out there and we see it with our own eyes and we see the evidence of who God is, that's why when we read John 3.16, for, for God so loved the world. For God so loved you, Tia Rosa. For God so loved you. He loved you, Tia. For God so loved you, Kelly. For God so loved you, Christina. For God so loved you, loved humanity, that he gave his only begotten son. 
that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So who am I? Ask yourself, who am I? There might be somebody here thinking, well, who am I? What am I doing here? Life is not for me. Something like nobody cares. I just am a nobody, so I'm so insignificant. Nobody pays attention. There's nothing special about me. I don't fit in, and I'm, I'm too young or I'm too old. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you right now the truth behind who we are. Because that is a lie. It's the furthest from the truth because he knows you. He thinks of you. He sees your coming and your going. He knows even the number. I'm a hairstylist. I don't know the number of hair on your head. And I could brush your hair all day long and I will never know the number of hair on your head. Unless, of course, you're going bald and you only have one. And it's very evident. But if you're not and you have a head of hair, I don't know. But he says, I know the number of hair on your head. That's in Matthew 10.30 if you don't believe me. That's how incredible you are to him. That's how important you are to him. He wants you to desire him. He wants you to delight in him. You know why? Because his word says, delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. Not, I'll give you the desires of your heart if you're good, if you're this, or if you're that. Why does he say that? Why does it say delight in me? Because he's not there to give you your selfish desires. He's there to give you the desires of who he is. Seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness. And all these other things, they're just going to fall in place. Don't you see, the more we seek God, our selfish desires, our way of looking at things, what we think we need, begins to change. When we start delighting in God, when we start seeking him, when we start surrendering to him and saying, God, what is it? You? And you know what? His ways are perfect. Ours are not. So he wants us to desire him and to delight in him. We are made in his image and his likeness. We are the children of the Lord of lords and the king of kings. We are on Father God's mind. We are loved by the creator himself, by the God most high, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It pleased him to lay down his life for us. It pleased him. I would never, ever give you my son or my daughter. Never. But it pleased him. It pleased him to lay down his life for us so we would have everlasting life and that we would become his children. We were bought with a price and because we were bought with that price, we have been adopted into his family. <laughs> Jesus. We are drawn 
by the great I am, the everlasting God. And when you think, who am I? I can tell you this. I'm very humbled by his goodness every day and by his thought and he, him being mindful of me. I am humbled. I am humbled. This message just came in the last couple of weeks, but God was already dealing with me. He was already dealing with me of who am I when our children were in that car accident and God saved their lives. I said, who am I? Who am I that you are mindful of me? Who am I that you saved my children? I could be childless, childless right now. Who am I? It impacted me. My children, my, my, my clients, when I would tell them of the accident, show them the pictures, they were like, oh my gosh, you know, that, that looks terrible. And I go, and they walked away. They walked away because God's hand was on them. The angels of the Lord were there. And I go, and, and I'm so thankful. And when I think of who I am to my God, I'm humbled that he would save me, that he would save my children. Who are we? Think to yourself, who am I? That you are mindful of me, my God, my Savior, my Creator, my Father, who am I? Why don't we stand? I encourage you to watch that video. You'll, you'll really enjoy it. Your kids will even enjoy it because it's very colorful. It's very, it shows God's nature to extreme measures. It's, it's really a real, really wonderful video, that really well made. So I encourage you to watch it and be blessed. Father, I thank you, God for loving us in spite of us, God. You overlook our free will with which you, with which we destroy ourselves, but you abandon heaven to come and rescue us. All of creation cries out to you. All of creation gives witness of who you are. Forgive us, Lord, for taking for granted what you've done. Forgive us, Lord, for just living a daily life and not caring of who you really are and who you've made us to be, holy and blameless before you, Lord God. Open our eyes and our ears, our eyes to see the glorious, wondrous works of our mighty God, and our ears to hear the voice of thunder, Lord, and to hear even the still, small voice of when you speak to us.
give there, do this. Bless that person, pray for so-and-so. Lord, open our hearts that we may love the way you love, God. That we would love others, that we would love you, Lord God, and that we would no longer take for granted what you've done for us. We are forever thankful. We are forever thankful of your great, mighty power, of your great, mighty love that you have bestowed upon us. I just pray for every person here, Lord, that they would take this home, they would search it out for themselves, Lord, and that you would continue to encounter them, Lord, that you would continue to bless them and show them and guide them be the light unto their path and the lamp unto their feet, Lord God. That this week, Lord, people would come across our paths that we can minister to and show them the hope of glory and show them, Lord God, how much you love them and show them that they are important to you, that you are mindful of them, Lord. As we go this day, Lord God, your angels camp around us and keep us safe, Father God. Continue to minister to our hearts. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen and amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to partner with OFC, you can give on our website, othellofoursquare.org. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time.